Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode. I am so excited because today we're going to be talking to a very, very special person that I have on the podcast today. Her name is Liz Gomez. She is a multifaceted Latinx creative, and she is a filmmaker, poet, author, activist, and coach. And today I'm going to have the privilege of interviewing her. We're going to speak all things being multifaceted and building your coaching business at the same time. And, you know, as a first-gen Latina and undocumented woman, she aims to work with BIPOC and creatives to help them grow into their own best identities. And her main goal is to uplift her community through art and leading and support. So I'm so excited to have her on the show today. You are going to learn so much from her. And we go all the way back to high school. So she is from my hometown, Watsonville, California. So if you are from Watsonville and you're listening to this episode today, just know we're representing. We are kicking off Latinx Heritage Month here in Mexico City. And we're going to celebrate the Grito today. And I'm just so excited. We're celebrating so many things today. Hi, and welcome to the Latina CEO Identity Podcast, a show for Latinas who want to take the unconventional path. I'm so happy you're here. I'm your host, Liz Fernandez, a first-generation daughter of immigrants and therapist turned multi-six-figure CEO and identity coach. I help Latinas create and claim their identity as booked-out coaches and entrepreneurs. In this show, you will have a space to help you realize just how gifted and extraordinary you already are so that you start tapping into your gifts and start creating your Latina CEO identity. Lista? Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the show, Liz. I'm so excited to have you. Hi, thank you for having me. And yes, of course, I'm so happy to be here on the first day of Hispanic and Latinx Heritage Month. I feel extra special. And dude, we actually go all the way back to middle school. That's true. So. That's true. That's true. Yeah. What the heck? Why am I just yeah. thinking about high school? It is middle school. Oh my God. Yes. All the way to middle school. Yeah. So we're like Liz squared. We've been here forever. Watsonville representing. Yes. So exciting. Oh my God. Well, let's get to it. I'm so excited to start asking you these questions today and to have our listeners just hear your story because it is super powerful. So the first question that I have for you, Liz, is what led you to start your coaching business and what made you want to be a coach? I think for me, I never really like even looked into what being a coach was before really deciding to be a coach. I always knew that I wanted to help other people. I've always been involved in like activism. I've always been like, I'm like the girl who my dad is always like, Ay, tú nomás siempre tienes que estar peleando por algo. Or you like, I'm always like trying to fight for someone or trying to fight for something. I'm always the type of friend that like my friends come to for advice or for support, you know? So I always knew that I wanted to be in kind of like a support centered, field. Uh, when I went to college, I automatically knew that I wanted to be a filmmaker. So I went to college as a film production major right away. But as I was starting college, I almost actually double majored in psychology and film because my plan B, if like being a filmmaker didn't work out, was that I wanted to be a marriage and family counselor. So I didn't end up doing that. Obviously, I got my degree in filmmaking. I moved to LA and I started my filmmaking career. And 
I actually learned about coaching through you. You were like one of the first people to introduce the topic of coaching to me from your Instagram and stuff. When I started seeing you post about that, that's when I really, it really caught my attention. So I started like researching it on my own. I started like listening to some podcasts and stuff. I started to like follow some people that I was like, okay, I kind of see where this is going, what this kind of is. And I remember you, you made a post about being multifaceted and how we should really, instead of like trying to run away from being multifaceted and being like the type of person who does so many things, we should be proud of like having those qualities. And you posted this during a time where I really like was doubting myself and like doubting just like why I wanted to do so many things and if it was the right choice for me to do all the things that I was like trying to be doing. So when you posted that, that really like opened my mind into not only like what I was already doing in my creative career, but also to like, okay, I really understand what coaching is now. And I think I would benefit from a coach myself. So Liz is my coach, everybody. I just want to say that. And she's been amazing. And I'm glad that I like made that decision because I feel like you've not only like been mentoring me into how to be a coach myself, but you also like are helping me be a better person and understand the topic as a whole in a deeper level, which like I really appreciate. I think coaching is something that as a whole is new to me. But as the essence, I've always done. I feel like I've always been a coach in some way or another. And now I just really get to do it in a real way. So I'm really excited to be working with people, especially with people of color and especially with creatives, because I think that's where my coaching really shines is like speaking with these types of communities, because that's what I know, you know, and that's like how I've grown as a coach and as a person. Absolutely, Liz. Oh, that is so beautiful. Everything that you just mentioned is just so necessary for our listeners to hear today because I think you speak to a really powerful just topic overall because you are a representation of what it looks like to go in a very unique path because a lot of a lot of people go into sciences or they go into like these very traditional roles, right? And your background has allowed you to just open up like a perspective that you never saw would be possible. Like, of course, you have all these projects that you've been working on. You've been featured on so many different places. And it's been so amazing to see you grow over the years. But just to realize like, hey, like I've been a coach this whole entire time, like in different capacities throughout the different roles that I've held is just so, so powerful. So I am just so honored to be your coach and to be guiding you on this journey because I always say like, if the vision is in you, it's for you. And, you know, you are trusting that and you are trusting me with your journey. So it's just so beautiful to see how you just decided that you were going to do this thing and you ran with it. And now you step into a whole new identity within your identity as like identifying as a multifaceted woman. So I think that's so beautiful. And, you know, I'm curious too, to know, I know you touched a little bit on this, but tell me a little bit more about like where you were before you started your business. Emotionally and mentally, (laughs) I was like burnt out. I think because I'm a multifaceted woman, a lot of times I kind of just like, go on full mode, you know, and like, I try to do all the things all at once. 
And that was kind of like where I was at in that moment. I was kind of feeling like burnt out and I felt like I was doing so much, but at the same time, like I wasn't doing enough. And like, seriously, like reading your post at one time just really just made me feel very seen and like understood within like how I was feeling with like all these things that I was like trying to do and feeling like, am I good enough? Am I ready? Am I like, am I really going to be able to even do all these things that like I'm setting forth in my mind and like in my career and in my dreams. And yeah, like I was feeling very like burnt out and very stuck. So coaching really came to me in a moment where I needed coaching myself, you know, like I needed to get out of like my own head and get out of like my own path really. And I found out like the best way for me to do that was to accept all these multifacetedness that I had in me already and to help others accept themselves as well. Like, I feel like that's really what I needed was like, I think like my mind was like, okay, Liz, you're looking for something that is going to make you feel complete. Like I already have all of these identities, but I felt like I was like looking for that last piece of identity that I really needed to feel like complete. Like I think my life feels complete when I'm able to create, obviously when I'm feeling financially stable. But the last thing that really completes me like internally is when I'm able to help other people. I think I've always like been a very empathetic person, which sometimes is a good or bad thing, but I've always like kind of put others first, you know, and like I have this like community-based mentality. I love being an individual, obviously. And I think like individualism is important in some aspects, but I think that the world has really been moving away from community and like started to become like very individualistic to where people don't really think about others anymore. And for me, I knew that I wanted to find an identity that would help me do all of those things in one, you know? So like something that would obviously... (laughs) keep me financially stable, something that could keep me creative and like, allow me to still be doing my creative career, and something that would allow me to help other people. And that's when I found coaching. So to me, like, I feel like I didn't just find coaching, like coaching found me. (laughs) I love that so much. And oh my god, you speak to such an incredible like point again, Because I think so many of our listeners can really relate and identify with your story of being multifaceted, especially as a Latina. And, you know, I you reference a lot of that post and we'll make sure to include it in the show notes so that you all can like read that post that Liz is talking about. But essentially what it really captures is this belief of, you know, as Latinas, when we're asked, what are you? What do you do for a living? It's so hard for us to answer that because we do so many things all of the time, whether it's the invisible workload of being an eldest daughter of immigrants, whether it is like being responsible for translating for our families and being like a financial support system for them or our siblings. We, you know, are educators, we are work, we are creatives, we are entrepreneurs, like there's so many different parts of ourselves that sometimes when we are making a pivot in our career, and I say pivot because I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a change, we believe that like, I have to stop being this one thing, and then I have to start focusing on being this other thing. And I think Liz is just such a great example of someone that allowed herself to embrace all of the different identities that she holds and really, really just like ground herself in the energy of like, this is who I am. And I'm not going to just put myself in a box. 
And I think you really just highlighted that. And how beautiful is it that coaching came to you in a time where you were like, I know that there's something else that's missing. It's almost like what kept it all together. Yeah, literally, like I feel now, like even with the content that I'm producing and like stuff like that, like, I feel like it's just more myself. And like, I feel like I'm talking to people with more purpose. And like, I'm doing things myself with more purpose, you know, because as a coach, you are your first client, you know, like you need to continuously be coaching yourself, you need to continuously as a human, you need to continuously be coaching yourself, you know, and like, that's why coaching and like therapy and stuff like this is so important, especially for like Latinos and for people of color, because we never one are taught to ask for support. And we also have this like mentality that like asking for support when you do is like a weak thing. And it's really not, you know, I think we're all here to support each other. We've as a community, we've all supported each other in different ways. And it's like, coaching really is just a form of support, you know, and sometimes we need that support. So if you feel like um, you're following coaches online and stuff like that, and something that they're saying is really speaking to you, then that's a sign that you are in need of some support and that it's okay to ask for it. Absolutely. And again, it's like so stigmatized to ask for help, even within our community. And like, how is it going to make us look? Is it going to make us look weak? Are we going to, are people going to think we're crazy because we're asking for support or like we're receiving some type of emotional like support system service, right? So I think you just highlight so many important points that our community just really needs to bring to awareness. And coaching is really powerful in the way that it really does help you just change your perspective and really retell the stories that we've been telling ourselves that have been keeping us playing small. And, you know, it just brings me to to like think about like what were some of those hesitations that came up for you, Liz, when you started thinking about starting your business? I think the biggest hesitation was. Are people going to just be like, oh, my gosh, this girl's doing like another thing. (laughs) I didn't want it to be taken as like something that's not serious or something that's not in my skill set, you know? And we talked about this in one of our coaching sessions. I did have a hater who I don't even know this person. It was some random ass person on Instagram. And that was like really at the very beginning of me starting coaching. So it was like, uh, okay, thanks for like saying what my brain is already saying to me, you know, because it was kind of just like, they were doubting my abilities as being a coach and literally were like, why don't you stick to your nine to five instead of trying to coach? So that was kind of my biggest hesitation was, are people going to take me seriously? Are people going to even come to me for help? Is my assistance worthy of like having clients and stuff like that? So that was like kind of my biggest fear in the beginning. You mentioned, again, you're hitting us with all of these gems because (laughs) like, it's just so real. This is such a real conversation around what can come up for us when we are starting something new, when we are, you know, taking a big leap, when we are choosing to believe ourselves, even when the vision is still not tangible. Liz, you mentioned such a great example of one of the biggest fears that can come up with for someone that wants to start an online business, it's like, oh my God, like, ¿qué va a decir la gente? ¿Cómo me van a ver? And not even so much la gente, because by la gente, we really mean our loved ones, right? We really, our loved ones, our family members, like, are their opinions of us really matters to us. And 
one of the biggest fears is like having an online hater and being criticized online. And that literally happened right when you started. And I think, you know, we talked about this in our coaching session. We co- I coached you through it and you did such a great job at like noticing your thoughts, keeping them from going in a direction that was going to make you give up in your business. And you really just grounded yourself in like, Pobrecita persona, I don't know what they're going through. And they probably are living a really bad moment right now, but I know it has nothing to do with me. Did it, you know, press a little bit of your ego? Of course it did. We're human. But you didn't go into this spiral of letting that define your potential like success or what you can create. And again, like that takes a level of resilience and emotional like intelligence to be able to do something like that. And for someone that's listening, that's maybe this is speaking to one of your biggest fears. I hope that you see Liz as an example of how coaching can help you be better equipped to handle these situations and to navigate these circumstances, even when they ever come up, whether it's online or in person. Yeah, definitely. And like I had said earlier, like you are your, your first coach, you know, so for me, literally going through the process of coaching myself and telling myself like okay this person doesn't know you first of all they've never had your services they don't know anything about you yes it hurt my feelings but then I was like oh okay (laughs) like her feelings are just hurt feelings sometimes you know and we really have to like if we're serious about something and if we know what we can bring to the table and what what we're doing in our value for what we're trying to do, then a random person's opinion shouldn't derail you from that. It's easy to let it affect you in the moment and your ego to get hurt in the moment, but the moment will pass, you know, and the most important part is the impact that you're going to create after the moment passes. Absolutely. You couldn't have said it any better. And I think when you step out of the circumstance and you realize like who this message that you were originally saying, who it was intended for, you realize like, this is much bigger than me. This person that it like it rubbed it a type of way, like it's honestly, it wasn't even for them to begin with. This message was for the people that needed to hear this message. And I'm going to continue to share my message for the right people to like hear it. And again, I think it's such a brave thing to do to be able to disconnect yourself and externalize the situation to not let it affect you because we're human, but it speaks to your resilience. It speaks to also the belief you have in yourself and in the message and the power that you are spreading with your community. So that is super powerful. And I think something else that comes up, it's like thinking about yourself as a multifaceted woman and building a coaching business and having all of these different roles, Liz, Did you always think that this was going to be possible for you to do to like also start something new? Because I know you spoke to like, I was so afraid that they were going to say like, oh my God, here she goes again doing this other thing, right? So what has that process been like for you? So it was a little bit scary because when you think about being a coach and you think about being a filmmaker or a writer, you don't really think that they're related, you know? But to me, they're related because I see how they like intertwine, you know, like I see how all of these different identities that I have within me, like intertwine and like really make me who I am. So I think because I've always been open to doing new things, I was able to dive into it a little bit easier 
or just more like bullheaded because I really believed in my ability to do this. When I decide to do something, I'm the type of person who, if that's what I'm really going to do and that's what I really want to do, then I'm 100% invested in it. Like, I'm not going to half ass it. I'm not going to, I'm not a half ass poet. I'm not a half ass filmmaker. I'm not a half ass photographer. I'm not a half ass writer or coach. You know, like, I am full in on these things. So that's how I know that my multifacetedness is like a one overall identity for myself and not just like a new hobby that I'm trying to pick up. You know, like I have my hobbies. My hobbies are things that I like to do for fun that if I don't get to do one day, that's totally fine. My identities is what like makes me me like. I literally write on a daily basis. So I am a writer, you know, like I'm literally a support system on a daily basis. So I am a coach. I'm creating visuals on a daily basis. So I am a filmmaker. I am a content creator. I am like all of these different things. So I think because I believe in those identities and I feel those identities so like deeply within me, the scary part wasn't identifying as something new it was more so are is the outside world going to also identify me as that or are they going to believe my identity and I think that's kind of been the thing that I've been trying to work through the most with myself is like kind of getting myself to understand that as long as I'm accepting my identity I don't really need the outside world to accept my identities some people might see me as just a writer some people might see me as just the coach or just this or just that. And that's totally fine because that's what they identify me as. But I identify myself as a multi-creative and a confidence coach. So if anybody meets me, that's who they'll get to meet. (laughs) I love that so much. And again, I think that it just highlights so many things. And I want to take this in so many different directions, but I know we're like, (laughs) we're limited to this podcast episode time. And I just love that you really just mentioned how your process and like how, you know, your main identity is being multifaceted. And then you have all of these different roles. And what I loved was that this is a topic that is not talked about a lot in our space, right? Not a lot of people tell me like, or come to me like, hey, Liz, I'm afraid of how the outside world is going to be like, is going to believe, right? What they're going to believe about me. I, they come to me because they're afraid of starting something new. But there are a lot of women and Latinas and Latinx people that really identify as being so many different things and fear and feel a lot of shame around, you know, being multifaceted and being judged from the outside looking in. And Liz made such an important point of like how important it can be for you to identify as one thing and just run with it. And once you allow yourself and give yourself permission to do that, the rest of the world will follow and also believe in that. And I guess underneath all of that, it's like this common thread of belief. Like how much are you willing to believe in yourself so that you can bring your dream career, your dream life, your dream role in life's work to like to fruition so that you can live that dream out in this lifetime. Yeah, definitely. I think belief is the most important thing. I've been on a journey of like self-love and like self-confidence building for at least like the last 10 years. I did not used to be the self-confident, you guys. 
like my friends now tell me like oh my gosh you're bien aventada and like you always speak your mind and like da 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 and I was not that person I used to be the person that would like sit in the back and like be super quiet I was like the little good girl in class all the time my sister who was younger than me would literally beat me up because I was just like such a little mensa you know like me dejaba and whatever you know like I was like not the outspoken type of person and it's been like a long journey and a tough but a worthy journey to like get to the point that I am now and really it does start with like believing in yourself and believing that you can be these things that you have in your mind everything that exists in the world really started off as an idea you know as a thought and as someone believing that that thing could exist in the world so whatever you have in your mind The number one thing to put into it is belief. And then the number two is some effort, you know, like obviously you have to work for your goals and your dreams and stuff, but it doesn't matter how much you work for something. If you don't believe you're going to get it, you know, so really belief is the number one thing. I love that so much. Somebody quote that somebody like write it down, take notes, (laughs) because those are some really, really powerful, just like lines to really sit with and ground yourself in because it's true. So many things everything that exists today started with belief. And that was just such a powerful message, Liz. And, you know, it brings me to like, I wonder, why do you think it's important to be multifaceted? And how do you network in a creative industry? I think it's important to be multifaceted, because we live in a society that is not like, single kind of society, you know, like, there's so many different people who do so many different things. So why are we only going to call ourselves one thing? You know, like a lot of times, especially in like Western societies, we categorize ourselves by what we do for work. You ask somebody like, oh, who are you? And then they'll say, I'm a doctor or I'm a teacher or I'm this or, you know, and you like compartmentalize into one thing. And it's like, but who are you? And when you really like think of that question, you're so many things. So why for like, career or like anything like that are you gonna stay in something for your whole life why is it not okay to explore different avenues why is it frowned upon to try new things if like what you're doing right now doesn't fit you anymore or if you've outgrown something why is it like seen as bad to like move on from that there's so many different ways in which we can be multifaceted and which in which our multifacetedness comes to us. And I think the most important part of being a multifaceted person is that it just keeps you like alive. It keeps you from getting bored. It keeps you from like burning yourself out with one thing, you know, and not everybody is like that. Some people do enjoy just having their certain things, you know, having a compartmentalized life. And that's totally fine. I think people need to decide that within themselves and really like see where they fall and like the multifaceted line. Yeah. Like spectrum. But I feel like if you're a multifaceted person, that just means that you need more in your life to keep you vibrant and to keep you feeling like you have a purpose for myself. Sometimes I feel like writing a lot and I'll write and I'll write a bunch of poems and I'll like be doing scripts and stuff. And other times I have no 
words left in my brain. Like there's like, I have like writer's block and there's nothing left. So if I were just a writer and I had writer's block, am I just going to like not do anything and feel stuck? And then I'm going to feel guilty that I'm not writing because I only have this one identity and like, oh my gosh, now I'm not able to do this one thing that like people know me for, you know? So for me, when I can't write, then I'm like, okay, let me shoot a video today. (laughs) You know, like how can I put my purpose, put my creativity, put my energy into something that's still going to make me happy and something that's still going to make me me. I would say multifacetedness keeps life vibrant and keeps you from burning out. And honestly, especially in the creative world, you can be multifaceted even in one identity. As a filmmaker, I'm a producer, I'm a director, I'm a writer, I'm like all these different hats, you know? So it's like, how do I say all those things? It's important to kind of just have the world of being a multi-creative or being multifaceted because then you don't really have to explain yourself to people of all the things that you do. Absolutely. And I'm so happy that there's a term that exists to describe it because if not, we could not make sense of things. And if you're listening to this, know and you identify with being multifaceted, know that there's nothing wrong with you. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to be embarrassed for following your heart and pursuing all of the different passions that fulfill you. And you mentioned such an important thing, Liz, when you said, you know, as a writer, like as a filmmaker, I'm a writer, I'm a producer, like there's all of these different hats I have within that identity in itself. And it's like, even entrepreneurship, it's such a great example too, right? How you have this title, but you're posting content, you're a content creator, you're marketing your business, you're selling services for your business, right? You're providing a service, you are doing customer service for your clients. There's all of these different things you're doing within that identity. And there's just, I think the main message I want you all to take from just this whole idea of being multifaceted is that there is nothing wrong with you. So many of us feel ashamed and embarrassed and guilty and judged. And you can embrace this part of you. You are safe to do that now. You're not living from that five-year-old version of you anymore. Like you are safe to embrace all of the things that make you you, make you happy and make you vibrant, like Liz says. So I know that this is really going to help a lot of people feel seen. And I'm just so grateful, Liz, that you've been, you know, just sharing so many gems with us throughout this interview today. I'm curious, and I'm sure that our listeners are also curious, what is something that you're the most proud of on your journey this far? I think something that I'm most proud of so far is that I'm actually reaching people that I didn't expect to reach. I've gotten a pretty good amount of like messages and stuff from people that I like didn't even expect or don't actually even know in real life who have been listening to my videos or like seeing my content, reading my poetry that tell me like they share very deep messages and very deep stories with me that like one makes me feel really thankful that they're they feel open enough to like share those things with me but also it makes me feel like what I'm doing does have a purpose you know and all of the things that I'm doing do have a purpose because I don't just get responses from like certain things that I post you know like I'll get responses from my different art types and to me, that's really what like makes me believe in my identities is 
this person was touched by this poem that I wrote. And this person is inspired that I'm like a Latina producer working on like big music videos. And like now I'm inspiring these other women that are coming after me to join this industry, you know, and like this person reached out to me because my post about feeling like an imposter really touched them. And like, they literally told me, I had a person who sent me a message after I posted something about having imposter syndrome. And they literally said to me, thank you for your post, because I was feeling so depressed today that I wasn't even going to go to work. And after reading your post, I got up and I went to work and I had a good day. And like, seeing myself through your post made me feel like I wasn't alone. And like, just hearing that and feeling like, oh my gosh, I literally helped somebody just feel good enough to go to work today. You know, like that was one of the really pivotal points for me into feeling like, okay, what I'm doing does have value. And what I am doing does have purpose, not just in my life, but potentially in the lives of other people. So, so good. I was like trying not to cry when you said that, because I know you mentioned it in a coaching call. And I was like, this is what fulfillment looks like. And noticing that just like one post can change the life of someone from their day-to-day lives. It's so, so powerful. And I'm so proud of you again. And I tell you this all the time. You are so brilliant. You're going to freaking win an, an Emmy Award or Grammy, all of the things one day. I know it. So if you're listening to this interview, I know that like one day you'll look back and you'll you'll remember this conversation because <laughs> Liz is going to be famous. I know it. The last, so the second to last question that I have for you today, love, is what would you tell someone that is waiting to start their coaching business, but is doubting themselves due to not being where they want to be right now? I would say if you're trying to start your coaching business and you feel like you're not where you want to be, that is a feeling that you're going to feel for the rest of your life. We are never where we want to be because we're always thinking of where we want to be next. We have this society that keeps us like wishing and keeps us going and keeps us dreaming. So I think if you're trying to start a coaching business and you feel very strongly about why you're trying to start this coaching business, if you feel very strongly about why you think you would be a great coach, then you are in the right moment. You are ready to start it. I was not in a good financial place when I started this. I literally had no money because I had had no income for a month when I started coaching. And Apart from like any financial gain, like the gains that it's given me just as a person and in my confidence and in my self-esteem and like just feeling more and more prepared to coach and to build my clientele, that's what's made me feel more ready. Like, I feel like if I would have just kept waiting and waiting until like, oh, let me wait until I have enough money or let me wait until this or let me wait until that, there's always going to be time to wait but we're not always going to have time to start. That was so good. Okay, mic drop right there. That's the end. That's the end of the episode. Oh my God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was so good. It's true, right? So, so true. What a freaking gem. I am so happy that we had you on the show today, Liz. This is literally going to change the lives of so many. And I know so many people are going to feel seen. Thank you so much for your time and just giving us the honor to have your presence on the podcast today. I want the listeners to know, tell us about your services. How can people find you? 
Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, this was so much fun. I was pretty nervous, but I'm feeling better now. <laughs> and for my services, so I am a, like I said, multi-creative, and I am also a creativity and confidence coach. Um, you can find my services on my Instagram, which is at the Liz Gomez. That's where I post most of my content. I also have my links. If you want to schedule a clarity call with me, you can definitely do that there. If you want to network with me, I love meeting other creatives. So if you're in LA or if you're outside of LA and you just want to be Instagram besties, it's at the Liz Gomez. That's my Instagram, Twitter, which I don't really use that much anymore. And TikTok. So yes, all the social medias. Oh, also, yeah, my website. So if <laughs> I also wrote two books, I am the author of two poetry books. They are both bilingual, uh, Spanish and English. The first one is called Chaos Cosmos. And the second is called Chisme con la Luna. And you can find them on my website, which is thelizgomez.com. Beautiful. I was like, she better not forget about her books because she is an author. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Thank you so much for blessing us today, Liz. Again, thank you for being here for your presence and just for the gift that you shared with us today. Your story is so powerful. And if you're listening to this and you know that you're a creative and you want to work with a coach that's going to cheer you on every second of the day when you're having those blocks, those creative blocks, and you're feeling like your confidence is low and you want someone to remind you of how freaking badass and powerful you are, you really want to work with Liz. She has open spots for coaching right now. So run, don't walk. You will literally be changing your life from the beginning of just the consultation call alone. So you can find all of her details in the show notes of this episode today. And you can listen to the episode, share it, tag us, and let us know what your takeaways were. So I'll see you in the next episode and thank you for being in this one. Bye. If you took value from this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show. This will help other Latina CEOs find us. And if you're excited about this podcast, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at lifewithliz, that is L-I-F-E-W-I-T-H-H-L-I-Z. Mil gracias por estar aquí and I'll see you in the next episode.